Warning, this podcast series contains detailed information about murder. The following details within this episode may be triggering and upsetting for some listeners. Welcome to Victorian Murderesses Exploring the Unknown. Hi, I'm Abby, the host and creator of this podcast series. This podcast explores women convicted and accused of murder during 19th century England. I spent a year studying 51 unknown Victorian women accused and convicted of murder or manslaughter in order to write my bachelor degree dissertation on them. I have explored the lives of these women and endeavoured to understand what made them commit such heinous crimes and why some of them deserve the punishments they received. Why should the only Victorian murderers we learn about be figures like Jack the Ripper and the infamous Mary Ann Cotton, who have both gained an astounding amount of coverage through the years, with their crimes being made into films, TV shows and books? These women have remained unknown, some of them even unknown to academics. Their stories are just as interesting and as gruesome as other murder stories from the period. And I believe these women's stories should be told. And this is what this podcast does. This podcast episode looks at the horrible crimes of Sarah Freeman, known as the Shapwick murderess. Freeman is the most high profile murderess we shall be exploring. But still, she is an unknown criminal, and she should be recognised for being as dreadful a woman as others, such as Mary Ann Cotton. Freeman was convicted of three accounts of murder and one of child murder, and poison was her weapon of choice. So, not only was she a murderess, but she was a serial Victorian murderess. Now, I'm sure you are all probably aware that during the Victorian period, poisonings were a common occurrence. Poisonings were often related to women who used this method for murder as a less gruesome technique, but also one which was much more accessible. Women, of course, traditionally did the cooking, so it was quite easy for them to slip in a little bit of arsenic in someone's dinner or drink. Also, women were the homemakers. With the exception of upper-class women, They were in charge of cleaning the house, and therefore they had access to poison to kill vermin, or, if they chose, someone else. During the 19th century, arsenic, cyanide and strychnine were the most common poisons used to kill. This phenomenon has been widely covered by historians in the form of blogs, books and articles on museum and archive websites. So if this is something you are interested in looking more into, there is plenty out there for you to read. This period of poisoning mayhem has been declared the crime of the age by a multitude of historians. Poisonings actually became a massive concern in the Victorian period that they changed how one could buy poison. Instead of just being able to pop into the local shop and grab some arsenic, you could only buy a certain amount at a time and the person purchasing such poison had to give the reason for which they were obtaining the substance and sign their name, so that there was a record. Poison was the weapon of choice for Sarah Freeman in the 1840s, in fact arsenic more specifically. 
The 1840s have become known as the Poisoner's Heyday, and this was the decade that our Victorian murderess killed four people through poisoning. Sarah Freeman was not only known for her crimes, but was given the title of the Shapwick Murderess, and as the most well-known Victorian murderess we shall be discussing, but I can bet you have still never heard of her. As I previously mentioned in the first episode of this series, because the Victorian period was centuries ago, the best surviving sources about the murders of any of the women's crimes are seen in newspapers, and this is where my sources on any of these vile women will be coming from. Now back to the Shapwick murderess. Looking at two different newspaper sources, it is evident that people of the time thought Freeman was a despicable and vile woman who deserved no more than death. One of the sources, taken from the Taunton Courier and Western Advertiser on Wednesday 23rd of April 1845, titled Life and Execution of the Diabolical Murderess, Sarah Freeman, features a portrait of Freeman at court, aged 29. I can tell you, looking at this drawing right now, that Freeman's face looks almost expressionless, showing she clearly had no remorse or guilt for the crime she committed. Drawn as the very picture of an ideal Victorian lady, Sarah Freeman boasts a bonnet as well as fur around her neck but her face is what sets her apart from the nice, genteel 19th century woman. She looks stern and shows no sign of sadness for the death of four of her family members, one of whom was her seven-year-old son. No wonder the title of this newspaper article calls her diabolical. The Taunton Courier and Western Advertiser wrote about how 18-year-old Sarah Freeman had two children and lived in Shapwick, a small village in Somerset. However, other villagers already deemed her as vicious and wanted her out of the area, before she had committed murder that is. Just so you know, Freeman's crimes became national news in 1845, so at the time her name was well known. It has just been forgotten and lost in the past, which I think is completely wrong. So, now for the Shapwick murderess's murders. What tongue twister that was. The Dorset County Chronicle published an article titled The Shapwick Murders, Trial and Conviction of Sarah Freeman on Tuesday 10th, April 1845. And this article was the first one to name Freeman as a Shapwick murderess. Both newspaper sources state that the bill for the willful murder of her brother, Charles Diamond, by administering to him a quantity of arsenic was how Freeman was sentenced to death but the courts were able to bring in bills for the murder of her mother, husband and child also. In 1843, after roughly two years of marriage, Freeman's husband died on December 23rd, and her seven-year-old son had died seven weeks before. These deaths, at the time, were not thought as suspicious, but after both her mother and brother died suspiciously, within days of each other, suspicions aroused about the other deaths. The bodies of her husband and child were exhumed in 1845, and arsenic was found within their bodies, so she had done this years before her two other victims. In regard to her mother and brother's murders, the courts could prove that Freeman had bought arsenic not long before their deaths. If you remember, earlier I told you that poisoning was becoming a concern in Victorian England, and how one bought poison changed, ending in the requirement of signing one's name upon purchase. Because of this, 
it was proved that Sarah Freeman purchased arsenic at a Mr. Vardas in Bridgewater, Somerset, the day before she moved back in with her mother, who subsequently died within a week. The Dorset County Chronicle article even states that the prisoner had put to death no less than four persons, meaning that there was suspicion she had other victims. You might be wondering why Freeman committed these murders. Well, money is the answer. In 1845, a sum of money would be given to the next of kin of someone who died, and thus, by murdering these four very close relatives, Freeman was gaining amounts of money she could then use to travel somewhere else or continue living her life. So, as the two sources state, Freeman was executed for her crimes and was found guilty almost instantly by the jury. The wretched woman, however, pleaded her innocence right up to her death whilst on the scaffold, so who knows if she really believed what she was saying, or if she was just so unbelievably despicable that she couldn't and wouldn't own up to her disgusting actions, even though the evidence, thanks to her purchasing arsenic, was very conclusive. We are unfortunately out of time. I hope you have found this episode interesting and have learned about another vile Victorian murderess and the crimes she committed. I'm sure you can agree with me that execution was a punishment well-deserved in the case of Sarah Freeman. Not only was she a murderer, but she was a serial murderess, killing four family members, including her own child. I also hope you have learnt a little about Victorian poisonings, and this podcast episode has possibly sparked your interest into looking further into this Victorian crime. I hope you can join me next time, where we will be looking at Selina Wadge, the unfortunate child murderess. Don't forget that this week's murderess, Sarah Freeman, is the most high-profile criminal we shall be looking at, which means there is some historical work out there about her and the crime she committed. So, if you want to learn anything more, go have a look!